Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Let's give the Lord a great hand, everybody. Come on, let's give the Lord a great hand this morning. Kudzi, thank you. Come on, let's do a bit better, everybody, for the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Just why don't you just verbally thank Him as well. Lord, we just give you thanks today. Come on, just praise Him. Thank Him that He's with you. Thank Him that He is Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, we just thank You that You're here, that You're with us, Father. Lord, I just thank You, Lord, for Your hand on all of our lives and, Father, on our church today and everybody, Lord, who's new to Global Heart Church. Father, we just pray, Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, that, Father, You would touch every one of us, fill us with Your presence. Fill us with your power, Father, in actual fact, to follow you and to follow you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray strongly as we head into 2023. And Father, I just pray miracles in everybody's lives. And Father, I pray for any who doesn't know you, let this, let today be the day they come to know you, in fact. Anybody who's away from you, let them come home today. And Father, let this be a season over Christmas, Lord, where uh, I pray anybody who's on the fringe of what you're doing will turn to you, Lord. Father, I pray for our friends and family, even the ones, Lord, right now we're thinking of inviting and I just pray Holy Spirit anoint them and help them to respond to the invitation Father and we just pray Lord that they would come and be saved and Father Lord they would begin to know your freedom and your peace and your salvation and Father I just pray for every home Lord in the lead up to Christmas uh, day and the Christmas weekend Father I just pray for everybody let there be peace in homes, peace in hearts, peace in every life Lord I just pray that right now just pray Father any of the stress Lord of, uh, of life or the stress of, Lord, just this season of uh, Lord, trying to organise everything. I just pray, Lord, uh, let grace come on everybody and let peace come on everybody. And Father, I just pray that it will be a blessed season and a blessed time. And Father, in all of it, that we would just, uh, Lord, I pray even today, Lord, once again, just fall in love with you. And Father, just grow in gratefulness and thanks for what you have done through your coming to earth as a babe. Lord, I just... Uh, honor you, Father, today and exalt you. And I just pray, bless your people and uh, build our lives, Lord, to fulfill the purpose you have for each one of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord another hand, everybody? Let's just do that right now. Just tell somebody on your left and right, just tell them you're very blessed to be sitting with me. <laughs> just, just remind them. Uh, well, very hard to follow uh, my wife today. Uh, how good was it to hear from Sue and, and just to hear her heart there, uh, you know, four decades now following the Lord. I just said in the last service, you know, um, I met Sue when she was 18 years old, teenager, very insecure, broken girl from London who came in the holidays to Sydney where I met Sue. And, uh, you know, all these years later, watching her, she's followed the Lord uh, with passion and passion uh, in our family and to raise our boys to know the Lord. Uh, from Both of us from broken homes, broken families, broken lives. I just saw, look at the work of the Lord. I just saw then in my own wife to see the authority, the love and the passion she still speaks with about the Lord four decades later. So you need to know everybody, if you follow God and walk it out, and stay on track. Remember this, the enemy's always trying to get you off track. Always trying to get you off track. But if you stay on track, 
later in your life, you will look back and go, God has been good to me. And for Sue and I, walking with the Lord all these years now and decades, it's priceless. So it's priceless. Sue was talking about Emmanuel with us. And uh, can I just say to you, everybody, Jesus came to earth for you. And uh, this Christmas, He wants you, hello, uh, to get to know Him, maybe for the first time. Because the power of the Christian life is the fact that He comes to live inside of you which is really incredible, really supernatural. And, uh, and God wants to do that in your life. I can't be a Christian, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, for four decades, I have followed Jesus. And why is that? Because Sue just said, Emmanuel, God with us, and then God in us when you become a believer. By the way, at the end of this service, I'm going to offer you a prayer to be included in. And that prayer is for you to receive salvation this Christmas. Greatest gift of all, right? In the middle of all the nice festivities, but the greatest gift of all is Jesus Christ and receiving salvation. And the Bible tells us, really, it's about opening your heart, which is what I did. My intellect led me to opening my heart. And you might say, how does your intellect? Well, every time I looked at the life of Jesus, um, the impact of Jesus, even in my teen years, his impact, I'm like, I was like, this guy can't have spoken only for three years. This is uh, uh, unbelievable. Impacted culture, history, nations, Western civilization, in brackets, see Google, says that Western civilization is an overflow of Christian culture. He spoke for three years. I'm like, how has he done this? The greatest art, greatest music, most of it painted to him, um, composed unto him. Why? Uh, so that was the beginning of me coming to Christ is that I just knew the impact was so huge that I couldn't just dismiss Jesus. I needed to give him an opportunity. And, uh, and so what I did is, uh, which I'm gonna give you a prayer opportunity at the end of the service, was I said, I said to God, okay, God, if you're real, I don't know if you are, um, please wash away my sin and forgive me uh, because I've got quite a bit of it, of it and I'm quite professional at doing it. So if, you'd like, if you can remove my sin, please do, please forgive me. And then also, um, if you have a plan for my life, I just, I gleaned quickly that, hang on, God created us, God gave us our abilities, and then he's got a plan for us. Why would I want to miss that? Illogical. So I said, okay, if you've got a plan for me, you made me for something, then let's do that. And, uh, and also, too, I need eternal life. Uh, the Bible talks about a Christless eternity, and it talks about eternity with, with God. And I was like, I'll take that one, thanks. So if you're real, come in. And that day, I remember the next, that very day, I knew I'd been touched by God. And I definitely knew the next morning when I woke up, I felt like I'd lost seven stone as uh, just the weight of uh, sin and regret and bitterness. I think a lot of bitterness left my life when I became a Christian. And, uh, and then within the week, I knew without anybody telling me, I just knew, and it was in line with the Bible. It wasn't something random to the Bible. I was going to heaven and I knew my eternal life was right with God. So everybody, you can have that this Christmas. And uh, same for Sue. And then we met, actually, both of us met at the end of our teen years. And for 40 years, we've been following this incredible Savior who isn't just a, a, a figure in history. He's the Son of God. And He's risen from the dead. 
and uh, He'll come and live in your life and He will free you from the inside out and your life will begin to be all that God's plan for you to be, which is so awesome. So uh, I'm going to follow on from Sue. She talked about Emmanuel with us and I'm going to ask you firstly two questions about you, you and what would keep you from knowing God? Because I think there's a lot of people all around the world who probably go to church Christmas and Easter or go to churches, but really they're on the fringe. And I always find that quite interesting because why would you stay on the fringe of a God who is good? Which we sang before, God is good. And God's got a plan. And the Bible says that He's an incredible Father. So why would people stay on the fringe? So I'm going to ask you a question and just uh, two questions and then talk about that. And then uh, we'll finish and we'll pray for those who would like to be included in the prayer. So, so here's my first question. As we come up to the Christmas, as we're in the Christmas season, but as we come up to the Christmas weekend, why would we not or you not want the purpose for which you were created when it is designed to bless you and also a multitude of others. Say that again. Why would you not want the purpose for which you were created or we were created when it is designed to bless you and also a multitude of others? Everybody, you have gifts and talents. Just look at the person next to you. They're very gifted. <laughs> Luke, Jazz is very gifted. You're meant to tell her when she looked at you. <laughs> But uh, you're very gifted and people are incredible. The talents, the gifts, the things that some people find so easy and you find so difficult. You ever see that? Some people, that's just so easy for them. But for you, it's so difficult. Then there's things that you do and people are like, how do you do that? And you're like, well, it's just like that. It's just easy. Why is that? It's because those gifts and talents you didn't come up with, God gave you. God gave you gifts. God gave you talents. And I was talking about um, Micah, my grandson, was down the front the, this morning. I was just watching him and I thought, you know, at conception, God put everything in him that he needs to fulfill his purpose. And he's a unique, determined little gift. And he's absolutely awesome. And, uh, but not only has God given him gifts just so he has gifts and does life, does a job, does business. Listen, those gifts are there to help him fulfill his God-given purpose. Everyone, I want to say this to you. God has a purpose for your life. I have gifts and talents, which I probably would have uh, wasted and actually probably would have uh, self-sabotaged uh, years ago uh, had I not got into the, the understanding and got into God's purpose for my life. So I want to encourage you, purpose overcomes temptation. If you're having a temptation to give up in life, you're having a temptation to, you know, settle for something else, settle for something less. Listen, God wants you to walk in the purpose He has for you because purpose ultimately overcomes temptation. Temptation to sin, temptation to quit, temptation to live at a lower level of life than what God's called you to. You need to get into purpose. So many Christians are not in God's purpose and so many people are not. And I think the enemy attacks the planet. I'll just say the planet because you see it all over the world where people who are gifted and talented and suddenly they're taking their life or they're taking drugs or they're falling into something. And I'm like, what is that about? I'll tell you what it's about. The enemy does not want anyone to find out their purpose in God. 
The enemy does not want us to find out our purpose in God. He doesn't want you to find it out because not only are you going to be blessed, but you'll be a great blessing to others. Let me say that again. Not only are you going to be blessed, but you'll be a great blessing to others. Sue and I, as, I, as you heard, we're both from very broken backgrounds, broken families. When in one generation, Sue and I, Getting into God's house, we didn't play with church, we were committed, we're in the services. If we missed church, it was like a a novel thing for us to miss church. Because we knew that the enemy was real. There was a real devil who didn't like us. He'd been impacting our family for generations. But we also knew there was a God who now touched our hearts. And Sue and I both wanted to give God the honour that He deserved by being in His house, being planted, being consistent. And then saying, Lord, whatever your purpose is, we want to walk in your purpose. And now I love seeing the fact that our three adult sons are all now have a great relationship with the Lord. Not perfect. There is no one perfect. But they're walking in God's purpose for them. That is so powerful. Everybody, that is costless. It's without price. It's priceless. So go for the priceless things of life. Not the, the, you know, the cheap presence of life. You want the priceless things, which is you in God's purpose, your children uh, in God's purpose. Pray for that, plan for that, and your grandchildren there in Jesus' name. You know, many of the uh, people who have impacted our world historically, uh, known names and great musicians, great artists, famous people, Many of them, which is really hidden, the enemy doesn't want anybody knowing that really their gifts and talents and those people either honoured God at least or they were great Christians who walked with God and they had uh, things to say about that. Today they, they work day and night to try and hide the gospel, yet Christianity is the foundation of Western civilization. By the way, a foundation cannot be discriminatory. It's a foundation. Just so you know, a little side note there. Um, And so if you've been to a hospital ever, anybody ever been to a hospital? Anybody ever had treatment at a hospital? Well, people don't realise many times and they'll be dismissive of Christianity, but you want to thank God for Christianity because uh, the hospital system today, though, as we know around the world, needs a lot of work. But the fact that we have hospitals where they're working on cleanliness and uh, sterility and care for patients, all of that came in through a lady who was a Christian. So Florence Nightingale... I was just reading some of these people this week, some of their lives who walked with God, but were known people. She said, God spoke to me and called me to His service. God spoke to me and called me to His service. So if you've enjoyed a hospital or ever been there and had help, listen, everybody, that's because a Christian responded to God. Aren't you glad Florence responded? So if you had treatment, you had care, yeah. Then it's because a woman responded to God. But the people would be dismissive of that. No, no, no. Don't be dismissive because probably I'd say a third of people who treat you in hospitals are Christians. Wherever I go to hospitals, I'm always meeting somebody who's a Christian. Why? Because God touches the hearts of people with compassion and mercy. And many people end up in service to people in the medical arena and others. And so be grateful for God 
even if you don't, even if you say, I don't believe in God, well, be grateful that others do and walk with Him because your treatment at the hospital came about because of that. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for that. That's so good. So talking about purpose again, Florence walked into her purpose. Um, George Friedrich Handel, who wrote Handel's Messiah, which Sue and I have seen uh, a couple of times and so powerful, um, he, uh, he said of writing that, he said, I did think I did see all heaven before me and the great God Himself. And he said, when I wrote, Handel's, when I wrote the Messiah, it was written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This musical that's gone around the world, this incredible uh, piece of music composed and choir, it's unbelievable. He said, I did that by the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. What was that? What was happening there? He was walking in the purpose for which he was created. And then he acknowledged that it was outside of himself. It was actually coming by the Holy Spirit. Johann Sebastian Bach also Great composer, great musician, incredible. He said, I play the notes as they are written, but it is God who makes the music. Once again, acknowledging where it's coming from. I'm in my purpose, he says. And he says, I play the notes as they're written, but it's God who's giving the music that I play. Wow. Wow. So the gift and talent I have, he's saying, I've got an ability to play, but it's coming from above and it's coming from outside. And if he's been born again, it's now coming from inside. I love what Michelangelo said, the incredible painter, Italian painter, he said, only God creates. He said, the rest of us just copy. Wow. Everybody, if you think, oh my gosh, aren't they a creative genius? Well, Michelangelo has credibility to speak on this. He said, only God creates. After he painted the Sistine Chapel, for those who've been uh, to Rome and seen that, incredible. He said, he's the creator. The rest of us just copy basically what he told us. Everybody, God is at work. God is incredible. And so these people who we're hearing from here are responding to God and then saying, okay, I'll walk in that, thus I in the purpose for which they're created. You know, um, he went on and said, many believe and I believe that I've been designated, listen to this, this work by God. And he said, in spite of my old age, Michelangelo said, I do not want to give it up. I would... <laughs> I work out of my love for God and I put all my hope in Him. Wow. So even as he got older, came to old age, still painting, he said, I don't want to give it up because I'm doing it out of my love for God and I put my hope in Him. How powerful. How powerful. So he said, and I believe everybody, you just heard it, that I have been designated this work by God. What have you been designated by God? Let me say it again. What have you been designated by God? Don't assume it, ask questions. Get around other Christians, particularly Christian leaders, Christian pastors, people who walk before you into their purpose and say, what do you see on my life? What do you see as a possibility? Too many people assume when, they, when in actual fact that we need to learn to ask questions. 
People who are learners are question askers. They don't assume. What do you see? What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking this might be it. Be open, everybody. I'm thinking this might be it, but ask the question. And uh, because you have been designated something, say it again, you have been designated something. Come on, you have been designated something. You have been designated something. And if you as a Christian parent will get into what God's called you to, it's much more easy for your children to get into line with what God has for them and then your grandchildren. Many times we're binding the devil over things that we could actually live out an example. We're like, we're binding the enemy. What happened with my kids? No, no, no. Don't bind the enemy over what you are called to live out an example. Firstly, yourself. Just get wisdom, ask the questions and say, Lord, help me to walk in, help my wife to walk in our designated purpose. Because in doing so, much of what happens to future generations is the children and grandchildren just follow. And if the father is in God's house and he's walking in his purpose, it's much easier for the children to do likewise. Uh, so don't rebuke what you can, what you can example. <laughs> there you go. Don't rebuke what you can example. You have to rebuke something later in life when your kids have gone crazy and your grandkids have gone crazy. You don't need to rebuke what you can lead. So I want to encourage you, get into your purpose, the designated one, ask lots of questions and then walk forward and lead your, those who are following with you in Jesus' name. How exciting. Come on, how exciting is that? How exciting is that? And the reality is when you are in your designated purpose, God always has a plan to bless you. I like that. <laughs> when you're in your designated calling, God always has a plan to bless you. But here's the surprise. He also has a plan beyond what you see to use you to bless a multitude of others. You think, well, how's God going to do that? Well, that's not your business. <laughs> you're not God. But what you do is you get into what God has for you. Say, Lord, I'm doing this unto you. And then God begins to bless a whole lot of other people in time to come. In Jesus' name. And, uh, and so God, and God sometimes tricks you, which is t for another story for a later date. Like he, in the sense of you think, oh, well, I could never do that. And then God says, well, he, heard, he said, I heard you, but I'm ignoring you. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and I, I find that too now with our church in Africa, like such a blessing. To, it's an incredible blessing to my life is having our church in Zambia. Incredible. And who knew when we sponsored all the children in Rwanda that Justin, first little boy soon I sponsored, would now become our fourth son and be on staff at our church in Zambia. What an incredible miracle and what a special, special thing. But I had to take the step out in the early days uh, and say, all right, God, we're going to trust you and step out into Africa. Uh, not from Africa, hadn't lived there, not quite the right colour. And uh, just went on in and said, Lord, you've called us to do this. And then God surprises you. Listen, when you do what he's designated you to do, do what he's designated you to do. By the way, some of us are sitting here and you're thinking, well, I don't know about me, Pastor Jared. I can see that happening with them. Just a reminder, God is not looking at you and scratching his head and going, well, I have no clue what to do with you. <laughs> He's not going to angels, you know, have you got any angels, any thoughts <laughs> about this one? God is not looking at you and he's lost. He wants to bring you into light, 
And that's why you got to be in God's house, as soon as I've been for decades, walking with wise people. We got wiser. We started to ask questions. We started to serve and help. And then over time, God was positioning us for what we're now walking in today. And He wants to do the same for you in Jesus' name. All right. So Sue already said that one, such a powerful scripture, Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you. God says, I know the plans I have for you. God says, I know the plans I have for you. I think people who are struggling with their life and, you know, people with suicidal tendencies, you, you can still be attacked and be called by God and know there's a plan. But when you get in your heart, hang on a minute. The enemy's trying to take me out here because God has a plan for me and He knows the plan. He knows the plan. God says, I know the plan and the plan is to prosper you, not harm you and to give you a hope and a future. Listen, if everybody in the world knew that, boy, I think there'd be a lot less people struggling with issues out there when you know God's got a plan. And listen, when we're insecure, when I'm in His plan, I can be secure even when the storm is, you know, rising. All right, so God's got a plan for you. So here's the next one. Why hang on to religion any longer that God says cannot save you? Why hang on to religion? So many people are hanging on to religion that God never said can save you. The Bible never said, if you are this denomination, you're saved. There's not one scripture that talks about a denomination having anything to do with salvation, any particular church to do with salvation. He just tells us how you can be saved, which is through faith in Jesus Christ, His death on the cross, His resurrection, and that we can, salvation comes through confession. It's speaking out. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The fact that God raised Him from the dead. And when we do that, the Bible says you'll be saved. So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, for it's by grace you've been saved. For it's by grace. What is grace? It's favour you didn't deserve and God gave it to you anyway. If you're a believer, the Bible says God's given you grace, favour you didn't deserve, but because of His great love, He said, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Isn't that unbelievable? He says, you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Everybody, you cannot be saved by going to a church building. You cannot be saved by doing good works. A lot of people say, oh, look, I'm just a good person. Well, the Bible just says, no, you can't be saved. No, I do. I'm nice. I'm good. Can't be saved. The Bible said it is not of works, any good works, so you can have no boast in your salvation. You cannot say, I played any part in my salvation, according to the Scripture. The only way you're saved is by unmerited favour coming on you as you step out and say, you know what, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus Christ. And I did that as an intellectual move, saying, God, if you're real, if you're there, touch me, save me, forgive me and give me eternal life. But as I moved, it was like the Holy Spirit anointed me with faith. It's like God anointed me to believe at that moment. And that's, if I look back, that's exactly what the Scripture is talking about. This grace came on me. And then from that moment, as I put my trust and faith in Christ, through that prayer, I was saved. 
So everybody, it's none of works. It's not going to a church, a denomination. Ultimately, it's faith in Jesus Christ. We go to church because He loved us. We go to church to fellowship one with another. We go to church to honour Him. We go to church, hello, to protect ourselves. I need protection, everybody. Devil don't like me. I like him less. But I'm there in God's house to grow, to learn, to be fed, to be taught, to be encouraged and to do likewise and to love Christ with my uh, family and brothers and sisters. You know, Jesus said in John 3, He replied, very truly, actually it says, verily, verily, truly, truly in the Scripture, He's trying to push the point home. No one can see this Kingdom of God unless they're born again. So Jesus said, unless you're born by the Holy Spirit, you can't see the Kingdom of God. William Wilberforce, who was used so powerfully, another one who said, God called me, God commissioned me to see slavery abolished. And he worked for years, I don't know if it was decades, but it was a long period of time in the English Parliament to abolish slavery. And he said, God commissioned me to do that. And he had, I think he had one other thing that he was commissioned to do, and was to abolish slavery. Well, he said, can, they asked him a question, can you tell the average man the road to heaven? He said, certainly, turn at once to the right, which he really means turn to Christ, then go straight forward. Turn to God, then go forward in Him. Turn to God, then go forward in His plan. And when you do that, God's going to meet you and take you into His purpose. Everybody, this Christmas, here's the last thought. Don't allow fear or complacency to keep you from Jesus and from salvation any longer. Don't allow fear. So a lot of people have fear, fear of rejection, fear that God may not accept you. Sue talked about that. He loves you. He accepts you. Fear of what will it be like? Fear of what God might ask. Listen, everybody, bring your fears to the foot of the cross because God is not trying to hurt you. He's trying to free you. He's trying to fulfil you. He's trying to bless you. He's trying to get, cause you as you get... Amen. He's trying to cause you as you get older to have fruit. So many people I meet who are older, there's no fruit in their life or from their life. It's like sad. Well, that's not the God we serve. God rescued Sue and I years ago and now we're loving the fruit. I got fruit on the front row there. We got, we're loving our family, children. We love our church. We love you. We love what God's doing. And we, I mean, that's so amazing. It's so wonderful. God wants to give you fruit. And, uh, and listen, everybody, we've all got a part to play. We've all got a part to play. In Global Heart Church, you have a part to play. We need you. We want you. Because you've got a part. Don't allow fear or complacency. What's complacency? It's, uh, oh, I've always been this way. Um, you know, I'm in a rut. Everybody, if you talk yourself in, you can talk yourself out. If you talk yourself in, you can talk yourself out. Start telling yourself it's time for change. I speak to myself a lot. I go, Jared, stop complaining. Start praising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop saying you can't. Start saying you can. All right. All right. All right. So it's a bit, a bit weird doing that, but anyway, but, but it works. Start speaking to yourself, everybody, and say, I'm not going to be complacent. I'm going to get up. I'm going to move forward. I remember Sue years ago. She was so, so powerfully made decisions. She came to and she said, I'm going to change. She said, I'm getting healed. I'm not going to stay the broken young girl that I was. I'm not staying there. And she made it very clear to me. 
And, uh, and then I thought, well, that's great. And then as she grew, she started to look at me and say, hey, I'm reading this book. Chapter 10 is all about you. <laughs> I thought it was about you getting healed. She said, well, it is, but actually read the whole book. <laughs> so she was challenging me and I'm so glad that Sue was challenging me, don't be complacent because we all need to grow, right? We all need to keep letting Jesus in. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means saying, Lord, come on in, have your way in Jesus' name. Lord, have your way in me. Don't be complacent, everybody. Don't miss out on the miracles because you're just staying there. Say, Lord, help me now to shake off complacency. Make, be like Sue. I'm safe. I'm getting healed. Be like Sue. 2023, I'm having change. I'm going to have breakthrough. I'm going to have freedom. I'm going to have life. Speak it out long before you feel it. Too many people are waiting to feel something. Don't wait to feel something. <laughs> Some of my most breakthrough days when I felt absolutely nothing. I felt like a log. <laughs> Just nothing happening. <laughs> but I was making decisions. We're doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm choosing, even though I can't feel anything, but I'm choosing, Lord, you today. Don't go by feelings, everybody. Go by faith. Florence Nightingale said, how very little can be done under a spirit of fear. Everybody, how very little can be done under a spirit of fear. How very little can be done in your heart and life under a spirit of fear. We need to say, Jesus, here's my fears. Here's another one. Michelangelo said, do not fret. The great artist, do, do not fret. God did not create you to abandon you. Do not fret. God did not create us to abandon us. He created us to walk with us and stay with us. Isaiah 41, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you with my righteous hand. And I love it. Last one, Mark chapter five. Jesus told him, basically, Jesus just brought it to an abrupt finish and said, don't be afraid, just believe. Everybody, this Christmas, let me, in the words of Jesus, say to you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of Jesus. He wants to bless you. Just believe. One more time, don't be afraid. Come on, don't be afraid. Over here, don't be afraid. Just believe. Can we stand up? We're just going to sing for a moment, then I'm just going to pray. Let's just do that. Come on, team, come on, lead us really. Let's all really sing together, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.